0: salutations, you are listening to the Into North Podcast, where we take a look at the competitive side of the Commander format, also known as CEDH. I'm one of your hosts, Lyndon, aka Noobzores, and today I'm joined by my co-hosts, Matt, aka Null. Yo, yo. Reed, aka SickRobot.
1: How you doing?
0: And Morgan, aka Spleenface. What's up, everybody? And in this episode, we will be talking about
2: CEDH staples. But, before we get into that... What have you guys been up to since the last time? Well, Uh. I started playing this game called Factorio, and I'm (laughs)
3: I'm quite (laughs) thoroughly addicted now.
0: it begins it yeah, begins, that's yeah make that yeah. base do you, status coming do, you, do, you, do you, are you do anything in stem <laughs> yeah this game literal crick yeah oh my god <laughs>
1: it scratches itches that you didn't even know that you had in like <laughs> deeper recesses of your brain i
4: mean i've played enough I'm minecraft like, modded minecraft to know that i had those oh, itches yeah. but yeah exactly <laughs> yeah i was
5: like i don't know if base minecraft hits it
1: <laughs>
4: like, like this
5: but
1: modded minecraft definitely very similar so if you've ever played modded minecraft you know like and somehow Factorio is even worse for being addictive because it's like modded Minecraft except they took out all the really annoying parts of modded Minecraft and just made it really easy to do yeah. the stuff that you want to do instead.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, bots and like all oh, all that stuff it's just it just yeah it's it's wild. I watched a lot of um I got like a couple months ago I got into watching Factorio like speedrun like the world record guy do his runs do that what? that shit is wild man.
5: Yeah, I have to look at that.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 wild. Like it's just, it's it's something else. Because <laughs> you, you you it it's there's obviously a lot of like you know there there's some like APM and stuff, but it is really about like you know maximum efficiency and 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 that sort of thing.
5: Yeah, there's a reasonable amount of variance in like your start. So unless you're like practicing one seed, then.
0: I also like watching the like the hell world kind of playthroughs. Or it's like, it you really have to focus on, like, military very early and stuff.
5: Dude, that's the part that I, like, want to avoid. <laughs> I just... I would happily play a game with, like, no invading monsters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, myself, I haven't been doing too much at some CDH brewing. Uh, I'm getting... I went back to a... uh. Uh, commander night at uh the lgs and uh first time you know in a, in a minute in fact it's the first time in a minute that i've actually played um commander i've been on a bit of a commander hiatus jamming master duel and stuff and then away from my setup but now i'm back to my setup so i'm gonna be jamming some uh some games again and then i guess i guess probably this weekend uh you know as in preparation for marchesa we'll play some playmax tournament and uh you know shake the rust off hopefully. So that'll be nice.
2: I think Yeah, I guess the uh I guess we will
1: know the result of that tournament by the time that we've this episode out, so mm-hmm. um, Unless if you're feeling, feeling very ambitious. Go, go go point and laugh at the the three of us who scrubbed or the whoever of the three of us scrubbed out and then uh you know, give a round of applause to whoever didn't. <laughs> we have yet to see if that will be any of us, but you know.
0: I'm optimistic. At least one of us will. Like, Are you guys tryharding? We'll Are you guys it. taking like good decks?
1: Uh, I am taking stuff to get a feel, uh, for what stuff looks like in the current meta. I I
4: haven't. So yeah, you're tryharding. Oh, I guess actually, since it since it <laughs> will since it will
1: have been since the episode will come out by the time that uh we're done with that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm thinking I think of just bringing Cody one more time because I've I tested with it a bit in uh just like personal playtesting with uh Morgan turn of people and then uh random people around. Um and it wasn't doing too hot there. And I think I, I I'm i not sure that it's gonna do that well, but I want to get like a definitive like this is how it's working currently in uh tournament settings.
2: It surprises yeah. me to hear that. To be honest. Uh well that it wasn't doing particularly well. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. think <laughs> I think it's just it's too easy to like
4: quote unquote spite. And I don't mean like yeah. Like not emotionally spite, but like effectively spite. You're not intending to like oh I'm gonna stop the Cody player specifically from winning. But it's a deck that like basically has a demand that's like if you wanna stop this player from winning, you know, take like these three steps and like people just just will take those steps. Like it's it's too telegraphed. Yeah. And and someone's gonna sit down and just be like, I'm just holding interaction until Profane Tutor is in the graveyard. And like there's not you don't you just don't have any recourse if that happens.
0: I'm thinking about taking mm.
4: Yassan, so
0: yeah, don't hold your breath for me then <laughs>
1: Do- <laughs>
0: Hey dude, you never know. You gotta you gotta give you gotta represent you gotta
1: represent Yassan, man. I feel like now is actually like a relatively okay metaphor for it, so Yeah, I mean just no one's playing it.
0: Deluge, I feel like Respect for Yesan is probably at like.
2: The well, local, it's, it's not even. Uh,
0: somewhat low.
1: It's not even necessarily about the answers for you. It's just more that, like, you're not going to die before you can activate for the first time, <laughs> currently, I feel like. I mean, it, it, yeah, it seems metas. like a lot of people are sort of on, like, stacks and mid range and stuff, so.
0: Well, Yesan definitely in those metas. Um, and then also because I've come up with a, a line that I'm. I think is the best Yesan line possible. Or do you like want the, the best current line? I'll, I'll do you want to st- on the what? show
4: right
0: now? Yeah. it again? This is gonna be coming
1: out after the. Yeah, I know. Been, I mean, so. it'll probably be covered right, up in right. primer or something. Or, or yeah. <laughs> someone else. I'm not writing this on primer. No, no. Um,
0: so yeah. Yeah, well, Aren't come we up, come come we numbers, are we expecting like, a primer this a year? We are expecting a primer this year from Noobzores. Noobzor. the brawl primer, you know probably uh, the fact that I'm not <laughs> playing Baral you know recently is <laughs> yeah just
5: you sound cool. excited about yasan, you should just make the yasan primer okay well that's fresh
4: dude Yassan um li- you know you know Lyndon's deep in his midlife crisis when he starts contemplating writing a primer
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um right. yeah uh so that's that's it for what I've been up to or whatever I think that's Anyone else have anything or shall we move on? Yeah. I mean
1: I've just I've been playing way more CDH than I usually do. Just prep for various tournaments.
3: <laughs> yeah, I noticed of, okay, testing. you and
0: you and Morgan have been it's been sad seeing the LFGs on turn up where you only get three people and then I like post I was like, yo, I'll be around and I'm like I'm surprised that you guys weren't uh uh going LFG recently. Uh, I've just been. I was like, week, well, I know we can finish out a pod this time. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, I, I would have
1: LFG tonight if we weren't recording this. So, <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, and it was my sister's birthday like this weekend, mm-hmm. so I was busy doing family stuff. But i games definitely more important. Be around for games
0: because <laughs> <laughs> I need to get LFG. Like I said, yeah, this tournament will help. But I, I, I <laughs> read. I don't know if you'll appreciate this, but I remember. Uh, like I, was, I was playing, you know, I come back to play Magic, and I was thinking, yeah. I was like, Bro, are, are they called main phases in Magic? <laughs> <Nice.
5: laughs> no, alright, <laughs> alright, draw, up, Keep on up oh, wait, uh, uh. <laughs> and by it rusty, he means just a pile of rust. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go to end phase. Alright, oh, first. Someone first...
0: goes to Demonic Tutor and I can't ash it, dude, what the heck? They All right. Have first, extra first, in this format, first, like? first, first,
1: I'll attack your Timno with my Crom, and then I'll. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh
3: man. Uh.
0: Um. Yeah. Okay. So, without further ado, uh, let's move on to housekeeping. Um. And as always in housekeeping, we like to shout out our new patrons. So, uh, this week we've got three new patrons. So I want to give a big shout out to Dylan,
2: Alex W. And lone wolf, read dropping the ball on that one. Mm. Sorry, lone wolf. Hey man, kid. had to yeah. Drop yeah. had to
0: <laughs> the <laughs> find the tab. <laughs> Can't just drop the rock like that.
2: Man.
0: <sighs> yeah. You guys, you guys rock. Fine, I'll say, whatever. You know, I thought I was gonna stop saying it, but I'm no. Don't worry about it. I mean, you definitely could
1: have pushed the uh, could have pushed the responsibility onto somebody else, but you just took it right back up, huh?
0: Yeah, you know, I wa- I wanted to convince people that I was. You know, gonna stop doing that only to to shock them by bringing by bringing it.
4: Don't impact, worry, so. no one believes you. it cool you. again, all by yourself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thank thank you guys. Um, and uh, you know, we talk about you in the end of the show and everything you do. So, thank you, thank you. Uh, moving on to new developments. Uh, I guess we mentioned this previously. We've got one item on under new developments, and that is uh, Marchesa, the upcoming tournament in uh Seattle at Mox boarding house on the weekend of the twenty fifth
4: right that's the twenty sixth i think but yeah I don't know. Uh, yeah
0: um and then uh that's yeah, so so you know if you're going to that, we'll uh myself uh Reed and Morgan will be there uh unfortunately, Matt couldn't make it uh for that, and yeah, so come say hi, get him some games um, I think the yeah, I mean, I think it was closed or filled up last time. Mentioned it so. I mean, unfortunately, you can't get into the CDH main event, but there are other events going on. Yep.
3: Um, I think
1: Legacy still has spots open, and uh, it's actually, I think it has a pretty big Conquest prize pool. I don't think so. I think you can do Legacy and Conquest still. And actually, Legacy has a pretty substantial prize pool from what I remember. I have to check again, but I think the prize pool is actually bigger than the CDH events prize pool, so. Oh, uh, wow. Well, yeah, well, I, I was that.
0: thinking of uh, getting a Legacy deck ready to go, so yeah, so do it. Do it yeah. up. I might. Um, but yeah we'll, we'll, we'll be down we'll be down to hang out uh, and play games all weekend so come say hi if you're there um, which then brings us into the main topic of the show which as I mentioned previously is staples not the business center not not the office supply place but uh, CDH staples.
2: So we start off with most of our topics definitions everyone's favorite what is a staple? I'm
1: ready for the half-hour argument that'll make up the bulk of this episode's content. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Wikipedia defines a staple yeah. as... A <laughs> 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 private corporation that sells
1: a variety of...
0: Okay, well, I, I passed it along so that one of you could say what a staple is, but, uh, is not gonna happen? Uh, I mean, I I
1: think I think in terms of terminology, we should probably lay down some ground rules about what we're talking about here. Um, Just because so we'll I think we'll be talking about variously at different points of this podcast, probably staples. um, What are currently called auto includes Morgan, you're going to have to (laughs) go on your own rant about that. Wait, no, that's
4: not. I feel like you're misinterpreting. I'm I'm pushing for the use of a term that is separate from auto include. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: I, I don't like, have a I, rant. like that other rant stuff. After okay. This. okay. Yeah, that's fine. Just go for that. No, you're not um, rant,
0: dude. Ranting is creepy. <laughs> All right.
1: <laughs> like staples auto includes, uh, like generally good cards, I guess. And there's sort of like situational staples. So I I don't know who put this here or wrote this down, but like they're like different tiers of staples, and we'll sort of like go through what we mean by those. Um and. So the diff- I'd say this: the difference between um, staples and auto includes are more that like staples are the first things that come to your mind um, when you think about either like just a CD check in general. I get well, okay, actually, I guess staples are like the larger category, which include like a subset of which are auto includes, but they also include like second level and third level staples that aren't auto includes. But the auto includes are stuff like managed crypt and soaring and that kind of thing
0: well, well we'll get into this maybe a bit here but i was gonna say i generally have the way people use staples i feel like there's you know gen- in general a staple is not something that the way we use staples in edh and cdh um i think is a perversion of the way this term is uh, normally used and supposed to be used where people say this is a staple as, as if it's an argument that it should be in your deck, whereas in, as far as I see it, Staple really is just, is just a card that is um, a staple of a format or a deck archetype, where it's a card that you're going to see a lot of, and it's usually kind of in terms of like, you know, you, you want to own your copies of the Staples because, you know, you're, they're going to be playable in lots of different modern decks or something like that, right? They're cards that are seen a lot in the format um like force of will is a staple because we see a lot of force of will um in decks and things tend to be staples because they are good right um but that doesn't necessarily mean that you know i mean force of will is going to be in in most decks that can run it but there's other staples um that you know might not want to uh you're not going to run you're not going to run it in, in every deck just because it's playable that's that, that that's many yeah, probably rant, number
1: probably one. like the main difference is that like in literally every other format staple is a descriptive term whereas it's sort of morphed into a a prescriptive term in cdh that that um, is true yeah. which is mm-hmm. like sort of i i think probably where a lot of our problems with that terminology stem but i i it's probably just too late to Change like like yeah, the well, medium stable like reassign what staple means in the format. So. Like all,
0: like a good a good example of staple is like uh and in terms of like the, you know talking about buying cards and stuff. It's it's you know when people are building a budget deck or they're they're slowly upgrading their budget version of a CDH deck to CDH paper cards. Um and they are like okay uh I'm gonna buy well what should I buy next and you know often people say oh you know or you know maybe I'll use Git Rug deck as example. Because um, this happens a lot in on the server where people come in and ask. Um, and so they'll be like, well, I'm missing only, you know, these five expensive pieces. What should I buy next? Um, and then people will often say, you know, well, you know, while survival might be better for um, the Gitrog deck, you know, itself, and they're, it's a staple, um, so is Grim Monolith, for instance. Um, but, you know, Grim Monolith is more of a staple than survival it's going to see playing more decks so then you know run you should buy that before you buy survival you know that that, that's the sort of thing that that gets discussed in terms of staples and stapliness not necessarily the quality of the card something is not more of a staple um because it's a better card than something else it's just because it sees more
4: play. so i guess to sort of distill it a staple is a commonly run and typically more generic card across a group of decks. Because I don't think we ever really, we just kind of started using the word, <laughs> yeah. and then yeah. describing staples in terms of other definitions of staple and other formats. But yeah, so as 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 a baseline, uh, we're talking about the cards that go in a lot of decks. Typically, they're they're going to be more generic, though they don't necessarily. Uh, like, some, you know, there there can be, say, archetype-specific staples
2: um, that may be a little bit less generic. Um, but, yeah. So, speaking of archetype staples, that's
0: our next point on this list. So, Morgan, why don't you, you mentioned it last, throwing sure. this to you. Talk about archetype staples.
4: Sure. So, so an archetype staple uh, is a card that, um, when building a specific archetype, archetype of deck, um, you're going to be very likely to include, um, this is contrasted with um, something that you might call like a format staple, um, where more or less, I guess most decks in the format would be including it as a default or a color staple, um, which uh, is the same, but obviously only for for decks of a specific color. So so something like an archetype staple, Uh, might be a card like uh dark ritual which is going to go in more or less every deck with an ad nauseum every deck that's trying to go fast um and it's obviously a very powerful card um but doesn't necessarily just go in every black deck like there are lots of black decks that aren't really interested in a dark ritual uh like like various you know thoracios x mid range type piles or things like that um aren't super into trading a single card for like just the the very short term explosiveness um and and so uh when you know when we talk about uh staples and when you're brewing a deck um you know it's important to sort of figure out okay what what archetype is this uh is this deck um you know what archetypes does it fit into and then like what are the staples for those archetypes you know as a baseline of like here are cards i should probably at least be looking to include um if not
2: you know just sort of automatically include them yeah another archetype staple we already mentioned is survival
4: that kind of graveyard slash creature based combo deck yeah that... a couple of those that's definitely another good yeah. one and i think that's a good illustration of like uh you know the comment that i made that staples are generally more generic but like not always certainly archetype staples uh are the ones that are i would say l- more likely to be non-generic and i think survival of the fittest is a great example of that uh where like i i don't think most people would consider survival of the fittest a generic card, unlike you know, compared to say like demonic tutor or vampiric tutor. Um, it's a pretty or even like m- more directly comparable, like even to worldly tutor. Yeah, um, exactly. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, Where do like... you guys think
5: uh, Gaia's Cradle? Gaia's Cradle falls. As far as...
0: Generic staple. Generic staple. Actually,
5: it's actually a good question
0: because I
1: I think my answer two years ago probably would have been generic staple, but at this point, I think it's probably closer to. Um, maybe not like a specific archetype staple but like a broader archetype staple so like more like mid-range rather than specifically like cats or talk or something like that
3: um, but i mean like, i i wouldn't call
0: it, it you like... run it in decks that you wouldn't call mid-range like you're gonna run it in
2: um, uh I'm okay yeah i i mean it's it, hard <laughs> it, it, i feel like it's
1: hard to yeah
4: it can be a staple in multiple like in multiple archetypes
2: right Without like, being a global staple, without being it's a, definitely a not global going staple, in every green say. deck. Yeah, for sure.
0: No, but I think I think it's if it's if it's a staple of like five different archetypes, generic at that point. If you're not, it. which kind of brings it back to my point that I was saying earlier, which is a staple does not mean it needs to be in every deck, right? It doesn't need to be in every green deck for it to be considered a generic staple. Yeah, for... is it something that you're going to seeing a lot in the format across decks that can play it? And if yes, then it's pretty. Unless it's unless it's you know they're they all have the same archetype in common, but if they don't, probably
1: low colored green with a main outlet in
0: the yeah. green zone. <laughs> and 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 I'd say like
4: Reid definitely uh, touched on it, but there there are you know sort of different uh, different types of staples, and people don't always mean the same thing. It's not always clear. Um, and, you know, we, we mentioned the term auto-include, which would probably be the sort of the highest uh, tier of staple, if you will, where, you know, it's like this card, you just, you put it in your deck. You know, like the people have yeah. the, the playmat, like Sol Ring, 98 more cards to go, or like Mana Crypt, or, or even some of the, the color staples. Like, you need a yeah. pretty special reason to not put Demonic Tutor in your deck. Um, or going to lands like command tower.
1: You're, I mean, like, other not than playing a monocolor deck, except, but <laughs> yeah, except for like monocolored decks. But like for the most part, it's just like yeah, you're you're just playing, you're just playing this card, um, yeah. Whether you like it or not, <laughs> you're like always going to be playing those like lands. You're always or like the the lands that you can't get your hands on, fetch lands. Um, you're always going to be playing like the mana positive rocks for the most part, like the holy quadrinity of. <laughs> Soul ring, mana Crypt, mox diamond, <laughs> uh, chrome mox.
5: That kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Weird <laughs> question that I just thought of. Uh as you were talking about lands and command tower. And and would do you think it's better to run um, let's say you were playing an Azorius deck and you were doing Mystic Sanctuary stuff, so that you know you need to be concerned about island count. So you only have a few um like dual lands that aren't islands, right? Um and let's say let's say it's just one. You're, you're comparing. Um, it's like sky cloud whatever the, the, whatever sky the. Sky cloud uh, expanse. Exp- the, the, that's the uh, battle bond land, right? Yeah. 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 So let's say you're you're running the the one that comes in to play untapped. You can have two or more opponents, um, and you're comparing that to command tower, where the benefit of not running com- of running uh, expanse over command tower is that it doesn't turn on. Um, exotic, orchards, exotic orchards early yeah
4: like, so that, <laughs> wait so no, that's were, not it it still that does works.
1: though because command tower is not a five color land oh that is, <laughs>
4: yeah. that is true yeah 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 yeah, yeah. no so, okay, so command Tower's a... the actual yeah. yeah there's like the only weird thing is like for people naming stuff um yeah. or like things that care about stuff having the same name as other cards uh, and the it, brawl players start playing predict and they just die. Oh no. And the, the, the downside answer, of, yeah. of Skycloud Expanse is uh that if two of your opponents die, it comes in tapped.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. yeah, the idea was basically the generic five. I mean, but yeah, obviously it doesn't work because Command Tower is just too many. But I get the, the, the idea could be applied to, like, I don't know, some land versus, I mean, there's no really great comparison because I mean there's downsides no, there to the abrasive mana conference or whatever
1: but. yeah exactly yeah. like it's just yeah
0: well that was a failed thought experience <laughs> <laughs> okay Young, well, Morgan, you were saying Yeah, I guess, I
4: guess I would say like sort of below the, the auto includes is a, a term that I someone asked a question on our discord server and I responded it was actually about carpet of flowers but I think it's actually a good term uh, to use generically which is a default include. So so a default include would be a card that like if you were to pick a random deck sort of in your archetype and colors, you would expect to find it, uh but you wouldn't like shoot the person at DM if it wasn't in there um asking about it, you know, um bro, I'd, I'd freaking ask people if carpet flowers was in their deck. <laughs> um <laughs> and like yeah, it's one sus. it's one where you might reasonably expect to find uh metas where it doesn't perform as well or uh decks where you know it doesn't it doesn't quite work as well uh cutting it um without without sort of needing like a, a super special crazy reason and is there, do, do you have like a couple of examples that aren't? Like I think, I think a lot of, I think really... a lot of the blue counter magic, uh, I would mm. put in that category, like the best ones, like a, you know, a card like, like swan song, for example, or, or fluster storm. I mean, I, I like th- these are cards where
1: dispel is yeah I, closer. I is I, I'd say like swan swan. most decks sh- should probably be on swan song if they're on any counter magic, but yeah. Like, sure, I, yeah, I, I definitely that, get what you're saying.
4: Like, definitely, yeah. car- you should probably be on Swansong, but, like, cutting Swansong is certainly, you know, less... I'd have fewer questions about someone who wanted to cut Swansong than someone who wanted to cut, say, Vampiric Tutor. Uh, sure. And, and, like, yeah, sure, maybe, maybe Dispel is, like, slightly more, you know, it's obviously not as good as Swansong. Maybe that's, like... Slightly more where you draw the line, but that general class of cards, where like, okay, if you pick a random blue deck off the database, for example, like it's probably running dispel, but there are probably some that aren't. Um, you know, like yeah, like I'm thinking of like Kenrith Stacks, you know, plays like yeah. a very limited set of counter magic, and like typically it, the things that it's threatened by aren't instants, so like maybe it's not playing it um or th- things like that um and i th- i think like it's it's a good term to sort of differentiate like a card that you should probably think about trying to play but like you don't need to come up with you don't necessarily need to come up with a justification for not playing it in the same way that you might for
2: what would typically be classed as an auto include
1: yeah I-, I guess like staples sort of exist on this spectrum of like <laughs> or like i guess card classification as staples sort of exists on the spectrum of you need an, you need an explanation to not play it versus you need an explanation to play it and sort of the gradient between those two points
4: yeah i mean i guess yeah, I, I hate that
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, well i'm not i'm not saying i'm not saying you have to think about it this way i'm just like as as a way to visualize it and like the auto includes are at the infinitesimally small point at the end of. You need a justification for not playing this, and then sort of the second level includes are like two thirds of the way over there, or like three quarters of the way over there, but not quite all the way at the limit.
4: I mean, so, so are, are we?
0: Are we? Do we have? Are we doing my the the rant thing that I had in that we had planned now, and then save the other stuff for later, or do we want to save that? Save it for later.
4: Ah, uh, uh, let's let's get it over with okay because, <laughs> why not so i
0: the, this mentality of i i think kind of betrays a poor mindset for or like a a, a, a brewing mindset that is going to result in suboptimal decks and i think results in um a lot of what you know people might complain as like you know you look on the database and look at a bunch of deck lists and staple-itis. You know, it's stapleitis, man. Like people are just putting staples in their deck because they think that's what they should be doing, and they don't want to like look embarrassed because they're missing some staple card. Or something. Um, that is not going to result in the best deck possible. Ideally, what should happen is that no card is an auto include or default include. Everything you are justifying every single card in your deck as you're putting it in, not necessarily justifying it as it's coming out, because I, I tend to think that I mean, and this is just a bit of um, justifying going in versus justifying coming out.
2: Um your, your card should have to you if, if oh God. You you start with a bunch of
0: staples in your deck and then you you start justifying why why they're not out before you even have the rest of your deck in there, it becomes hard to kind of do that, right? So I think it's you you should kind of as you're starting a deck from scratch, figure out what the deck is trying to do. Start adding in the engine pieces, the, the mana ramp, or, or how you're gonna cast your commander on curve, all of this stuff, how you're gonna win the game, and then justifying adding the cards in as you're doing that. Whereas I think if you yeah, if you just start throwing in a bunch of staples, and I, I give an example, um, like Thada Adele. When when I was brewing Thada Adele with uh you know friend of the show, Keeb. uh Kibitson, um, you know we kind of did a similar thing where it's like, okay, well let's put in the ramp package. We want to cast our commander on turn two. Uh, what are all the things that are going to allow us to do that? Um, and so, you know, we kind of put in soul ring, or mana crypt, all this stuff, uh, Lotus Petal, And then what we kind of realized later on and, you know, after doing some actual play testing, thinking about it is mana crypt is actually causing, uh, problems for this deck in how it tries to win the game. Because, um, you know, you're looping a turn spell, and because your your commander is not actually breaking parity on the turns loop with Mystic Sanctuary, um, because you're not able to dig through your deck further at all, uh, you realistically have a, a strong chance to just die from your mana crypt before you can kill everyone else with like a one-one flyer or a two-two <laughs> Island Walker. So mana crypt is a liability and stops you from being able to combo, and there's no easy way to remove it. Um, so we kind of quickly figured out that you know I don't want to have one, I don't want to be grabbing Mana Crypt with that Adele, but also I probably don't want to have Mana Crypt in my deck Um, because it adds, you know, a, you have to find specifically like, you know, uh, re, re-sculpt or something to to remove it. Um, so yeah, like if I'm thinking about that before I put it in my deck and thinking about my win condition, I can avoid that kind of situation. Um, and I think that's just kind of the better philosophy overall for deck building is justify it has to have justified its place in the deck before um it even makes it into the list and i think yeah just staples and that kind of mentality just leads to you know soul ring and mana crypt and all my other staples in the deck what other 30 cards do i fill it with
5: i think needing to justify every single card is slightly over idealized because that is like a significant amount of mental burden and play testing Like, I'm not going to have notes on why Swan Song is good. Like, I don't think I need to have notes on it. Um, but I do understand your point, which is, like, staples are typically not part of the core package of a deck. Like, which is why you probably shouldn't start with the staples.
0: Yeah. I yeah. mean, because you could just make a... You know, you could take the Soul Ring Mana Crypt, that same kind of ramp engine, um, from every other you know, deck, uh, and just have that be the thing that you load up into your deck list right at the beginning. Um, and you're going to get a deck that's, like, you know, decent, right? It's, uh, you know, if you're if you're playing Mana Crypt and Thadadel, no one's going to bat an eye. In fact, people are going to, yeah, it's more, they're more going to think, like, why why aren't they running that? Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that you just don't end up in the optimal
2: spot if you uh, take that kind of approach.
4: So I, I feel like you you're pushing back against like an extremely literal interpretation that isn't necessarily, uh, like what people mean. Like, obviously, yes, you should think about the cards that you're putting in your decks. That's not like a hot take. Um, but, yeah. and and I think what you described with your Thada Adele brewing process is like what I was describing, right? You, you, took mana crypt you were like this card is good it costs zero it taps for two mana repeatedly Uh, that's kind of messed up uh and then you went like okay well this i'll put i'll put it in my deck and then upon evaluating you went like oh there's actually like a problem with including this card in my deck uh maybe i need to reevaluate." and then you did and then you took it out um like uh, i I don't think we're i don't think we're seriously suggesting like not thinking about the cards that you're playing i think we're saying there's a certain amount of available information coming from the collective brewing experience of everyone who's ever played this format that you can often use as like something of a shorthand In in like, or or use as a resource. Uh, have,
0: having brewed with people though, I do feel like people fall into the trap of I can't cut this; it's a staple. You know, or like, I I think, like, I think the, 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 thing, when the thing when thing has where... reached staple status, it becomes like like beyond reproach. You can't you can't I, you know cut it from your deck. You can't crit- like, yeah, that. That's why I think my, my main point is I guess yeah. You you a card has to have there has to be some reason beyond it's just it's popular.
1: I mean, yeah. So I like I think that's the point where like staples become a problem is when you don't want to cut a card from your deck because it is a staple. Yeah. Like that. That is sort of like the that shouldn't be happening because I, I understand like I should put this in this in, in my deck because it's it's a staple. But like once you get to a point where you've tested
2: with it and don't like it, but you can't cut it anymore, that's sort of an issue yeah for sure so i um, guess i guess to to summarize everything we're saying here is
4: like we're talking about heuristics right we're we're not uh <laughs> we're saying like here here's sort of like a good default starting position uh and then you should obvi- obviously like evolve your thinking from there
2: um you know as as appropriate yeah and if you if you want to know whether or not you've fallen
0: for traps or anything just look through your deck list and you know as as matt said you you don't necessarily want to have to be able to write a paragraph on why you're running swan song in your deck i mean primers or something but uh if in your in your own head can you justify why this card is in your deck as it pertains to your strategy and your commander and not
2: um you know appealing to popularity or
0: whatever yeah this
5: it's a bit more about deck building process, but you know, take the time to reflect on your decisions. And if mm-hmm. that decision was it's a staple, then there's a level of you know suspicion there.
0: Yeah, and I, yeah. I think I think kind of the auto include, default include thing really kind of boils down to just when you've ju- when you've justified soul ring in your deck, you know, in in a hundred of your decks that you brewed every time, you know, you just. You don't want you don't necessarily feel the need to go through that exercise every time um, but it it can sometimes be worth it because there like as we pointed out there's there's occasionally there will be an instance where um you you're gonna
2: run into something where you you might not want to run through the
3: thing yeah uh that was that
2: uh well I guess so that was
0: kind of wrapped into the topic of when can you cut staples do you guys have anything um to say on that kind of statement more broadly, or, or did we cover it sufficiently?
5: Well, if they <laughs> actively kill you, like Mana Crypt in a turns deck,
2: that, that's that's definitely yeah, a good it's good spot. A good
0: sign.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then I guess we've covered that. Um, is is this also is there more to say about Stapolitis,
0: or is Stapolitis also kind of encapsulated in that segment?
3: Um.
1: I mean, we could talk about sort of the impact on of stabilized on the format, but it's I don't know. Is sure. that sure. like well Go understood enough or whatever? Well it's it's just more that like I think we're seeing well
3: Hmm.
2: How do I put this? Uh It's sort of like There are there are issues with like sticking to
1: staples far too much which manifest themselves not as it's not really, like, this explicit problem, or, like, something that's, like, super, super visible. But typically what you end up with isn't really... When there's, like, an overabundance of staples. it's not that you can't brew new stuff anymore, or, like, it gets harder to brew new decks. I find things that...
0: Things tend to stagnate a bit?
1: Well, yeah, so, things do stagnate when, like, staples persists. Or like, just like is way too entrenched in the minds of whoever is actively playing CDH at that point in time. But I don't is, I I don't think it's a um. I don't think it's an issue with like brewing being harder because all the slots are locked in in all these decks or whatever. I think it's actually more of an issue with people just being getting bored or discouraged from brewing because. Like, there's Everything this perception so that you have to play all these things in your deck, and then you only have, like, 20 slots to work with or whatever. Um, So it's sort of, like, yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think that probably the healthy medium, and we're probably swinging the pendulum more toward that now, is having a healthy respect for staples, uh, but not necessarily feeling the need to absolutely play all of them in any new brew.
2: Yeah, I mean, part of and pushing against the kind of
0: tide of stapleitis can be can be tough, right? It's like I mean, sometimes it it might just feel like it's not worth it. I mean, like you know, I picked uh, arcane denial as a hill to die on, and the thing is, is you know, like you Morgan and and you know, Reed, and you guys who've met, who've seen the argument, you know, put forth, and are like, you know, you'll disagree with the argument after hearing it, and understanding it as one thing. But then it, it another thing to kind of just like hear arcane Denial, um and someone's like oh here here's some here's the argument and it's like eh I'm not going to bother to read this you know I'm confident that counterspell is better because you know that's what that's how it's always been um so like I I feel like there can be a bit and I don't want to kind of you know paint as if that's what everyone is doing lots of people are willing to listen but um that that is a mentality that can that can kind of uh, creep in, and so, uh, yeah. Try not to be that person. Try and keep your mind open to um, things that might be against the norm. If there's you know
2: valid reasoning there, um, yeah, uh, that's the staple <laughs> argument. Changes. You know, who I've, I've seen a whole lot fewer stable. negates. Let's go.
1: God, every time Nicky is mentioned. Just makes me sad that Dobin's veto had so little time to exist.
0: Well, I think Dovin's veto's underplayed, man. It's Regardless fine. It. It's
3: Regardless
0: fine. Imagine it. <laughs> you don't need to commit additional resources from your hand to defend or to put a stop to something. Is
1: pretty. Yeah, painful. but having having one of the worst color pips in the game stuck on your counterspell <laughs> that you
5: need to pay to cast it
1: sort of that sucks.
3: True.
5: <laughs> I think interactions honestly is just more complicated than just counterspells. Least compared to six years ago. Oh yeah, I mean, <laughs> pretty much like the addition of Veil and SWAT single handedly yeah. changed the landscape, like an
3: insane amount,
5: but yeah. Yeah. It's Those pretty... stand out.
0: Well yeah. Misdirection still the, the another good counter Dude, I'm not getting,
1: I'm in. I'm not getting yeah. into this right now, but people don't give enough respect to Misdirection. It's Cart's unbelievable. It's still nuts. It's think, it's uh, think... it's insane how good that card is I in a lot of up. archetypes.
5: Yeah, we align as as a podcast. I I think
1: yeah. i sorry. I'm not going to extol the virtues of misdirection to this podcast. I'm pretty sure we're all everyone here is a pretty sure yeah very much. I'm
4: for misdirection. I'm medium on misdirection. Like Uh, it's a very playable card, but I'm I I don't think I'm nearly as excited about putting it in decks as I. I'm not excited. I just. I just, I think it's a good card in the archetype. I'm not excited. That. You could have fooled me. <laughs> Is it a staple it's or just, an archetype staple? If you,
1: oh my god, a if, color if, if you're playing, if you're playing any blue deck that needs to stick a permanent for an extended
5: period of time, it's your like go-to second free counter spell. <laughs> Looks at my command zone, realizes I have something I want to stick. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I think you know, and you you can look at compared to something like force of negation too. I think people people probably play force of negation at a higher clip than they should compared to misdirection. I think there's decks that are running force of negation that would have, rather have misdirection in that slot.
4: Which is, uh,
1: no, no, I, I okay, I'm not gonna, I'm not going to shill misdirection at the expense of force of negation. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna know. say that. No, but uh, but it's it's like they're
0: so like they each have their own benefits. I mean. Force of negation can't protect yeah, but your combo I, on your turn.
1: But I also, I also don't play misdirection in the force of negation slot. So I'm just, I like, I no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't tend feel the need to, to I direct. I was looking at like, like
0: some Roger Silas deck that someone was running force of negation in, and then there's discussion over misdirection versus force of negation for that specific slot. Um, and yeah, and just the fact that there's, you know, it's not like a strict kind of you know, force of is based. I mean, it's not even. Strict better because there's obviously things that misdirection could stop or force of will. But you know, when one can protect your combo, one can't. You know, that's kind of a more of a um, one can stop your opponents better than the other. Um, one can stop, but know,
1: Linden, did you know that favorite. Adnos is an instant? Crazy, right?
0: Whoa, <laughs> whoa, whoa. whoa. <laughs> oh, When's the last time you saw Adnos? Ca- Are you even sure it's an instant? Uh, I can't <laughs> remember the last just, time I've seen this stuff. cast at it's instant so speed. Yeah,
5: better a combat Adnos.
3: <laughs> it's a uh, goddamn instant that's <laughs> why we need
1: the what's who's the i forget what the commander's called but the the nye commander that's a grand abolisher in combat oh my god yeah, 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 give it, like a heart, give it black
3: <laughs> something like yeah
5: you know, i I, dude, I look at commanders like that more often than i should
1: there's also, dude, the, I, Bor- the, there's also the boros
4: one right no oh no it's yeah, jared Karth's daily <laughs>
1: Oh, no, 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 I, no I was no, talking no, about Mar- right. Mar- Marisi, Breaker of the Coil.
4: Oh, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Which, we're getting off track
1: here, but I'm going to persist on this. I, dude, I tried to make Marisi work for far too long just because I was like, this this has to be good, right? Like, it's a it's, <laughs> it's a grand abolisher in the command zone, wow. but, like, you just need to be doing your stuff in combat. That can't be that hard, right? Let me tell you, doing stuff at instant speed in Naya, not an easy
2: proposition. <laughs>
3: Instant speed
2: creature-based combo deck? Yeah, I was... Mm. I may
1: have been playing (laughs) Aether Vile and Court of Calling and Yasan in that deck just to try to get all of it to come together. Didn't work. (laughs) Aether Vile
5: is a a generic staple for Reed.
1: (laughs) It just goes in everything,
2: dude. Non-color, non color It's a staple of the Reed TNT archetype. I'd I'd
0: play Aether
4: Vile in freaking (laughs) Poly Wow. you
1: could you could put it in Cody, and then it lets you put in a dockside after you cast Cody, and then use the dockside to pay for the Cody activation. Oh my god! Wow. Told ya. <laughs> um.
0: Okay. So our I guess our next category here is uh staple packages. And when? Mm-hmm. or oh, I guess. Oh, sorry. <laughs> we skipped over when in the brewing process do you add staples. I feel like yeah, we we covered that. And then uh, staple packages as well.
5: Staple packages really kick in once you get to that kind of self-reflection point, and you realize that you can cut staples. But it's nice to know; it's nice to have handy groups.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, and and also like there, I think there are a lot of cards that like I wouldn't consider playing on their own, but as a group of whatever number, um, then they sort of become like staple packages that you just would sort of include for a given archetype. Um, I'd say like that that kind of uh package definitely. Um, like, an example would probably be, like, Entomb plus Reanimates for stuff like Razzacats. (laughs) Where, like, if you're playing a Cats deck, like, you're going to be playing the Reanimates in Entomb almost all the time. Um, and, like, you're never, you're probably never playing a substantial number of Reanimates without an Entomb or vice versa. I mean, very rarely you'll see an Entomb without Reanimates in the deck. But it would still- I'd still consider it a staple for, like, archetypes, right?
5: Yep. When does- okay, when do you blur the lines between, like, staple packages and combo packages? Like,
2: would you consider our Guardian to be a staple of, like, the Birthing Pod package? Yes, because- But is that, like, is that a it, staple package, or is that- the, the... Yeah, this is
0: where where the terminology I'm starting to get over. I mean, do
1: you consider a survival of a combo piece? Like... (laughs) Is the (laughs) card popularly
3: played? Yes. Yes. No. Okay, cool. Damn it.
2: Um, Yeah, we've got uh, lands, dorks, rocks. I mean, I don't know how much... Without just listing all the staples, right? Like... I guess it's just the, the benefit of, of um one of these
0: packages of staples is reducing your scryfall search. Like That's you don't you. have to search through uh you like there's when you when you're looking to put you're playing green deck, you're like, I want dorks in this deck. Um here's you can look up the state go to the staple package of it and you know, you can know uh, these are the for sure dorks that you know I know these are all the green, the dorks that just tap for green, you know, plainly and, and these are the you know, there's Boreal Druid and whatever so you don't need to like you know scrap all that
4: i think i think the dorks also do like a a pretty good job of sort of illustrating like the the like stratified tiers of of staple where you have like the hierarchs uh birds and like death rate shaman as cards like th- those are cards that go in like almost every green deck even the ones that like you might think are you know quote unquote too fast for dorks or like that's that's really not their their game plan uh have tended to run like at least that that set and then below that you have the green producing dorks uh that like lots of green decks run but also you know the the higher color faster type stuff maybe isn't as interested and then below that you have like the weird dorks like boreal druid that you know, only the the ones or, that are on like a folded, full
1: Arbor full... Elf derogatory Tree Speaker.
4: <laughs>
0: yeah, and then those are the ones; those are the ones where you start to have to justify it. Like, because I mean, you know, Arbor Elf is one where it's very common in, in low color green, be, or, it, it's common in low color green, and then also in high color green. But um, you know, notably a deck like that, that I've done a lot of work with with Gitrog, uh, we don't run Arbor Elf. There was points where there was in the past but the main justification is that there's many keepable hands. So we run Boreal Druid, but not Arbor Elf. And then the main justification is that there's many keepable hands that will not have a forest. Um, and if Arbor Elf is your ramp, then you're just SOL. Whereas Boreal Druid, the colorless mana is fine. If you're just, you know, going City of Brass into uh, Boreal Druid, you're, you're you're happy with that because you can make the colors from your lands. Um, and really what that boils down to is just forest count, right? Uh, in mono green, your deck is just built <laughs> with forest, so that's never an issue, and then Arbor Elf is just as good as uh uh fintorn elves can have different utility. But then you know it might take a dip in forest count as you're going to uh two color, and then you know you're you might increase as you're going back up to four color.
2: So be sure you're able to justify the inclusion in the deck because sometimes it won't be um rocks. We've got, you know, the basic ones, and then we've also got our uh, Signets
0: and Talismans and the rest of the party.
5: Yeah, mana positive,
2: typically aligning more to, like, generic staple, and then the others closer to archetype, I guess, or color.
3: Has there
0: been a a trend that's just been less and less? Like I I've I in my games and and stuff and less looking at stuff, I've just seen less like signets and talismans and stuff than.
1: Um yeah, I mean it's the explosion. It's the explosion of fast mana and like your non green deck having to do its thing faster, like being forced to execute its mm. game plan faster, which is like, but like pretty much directly results in um fewer uh, two mana rocks. Like when two mana rocks were at their peak when we were playing like pretty much all of the signets for your color plus all of the talismans for your color plus Felwar Stone. yeah um at that time there was certainly less pressure to do your to like do your thing that quickly um whereas now i feel like there's almost this omnipresent need in pretty much every deck archetype at this point um like stacks turbo mid range, you name it to like do your thing in the first turn of the game or first two turns of the game and two cmc rocks just don't really align with that all that well um, so that's why we're seeing like you'll you'll see a lot more shift away from those and more into uh Mopul, but also like rituals and lower quality rituals than we were seeing before, stuff like Red of Flame. Um both spirit guides a lot of the time and those kinds of decks. Um, I guess like you can't say both spirit guides for uh, not great decks, but like just that kind of stuff. Um things that accelerate that accelerate you by one tinder wall. Um so that you can do your thing on turn one rather than having to like Cantrip on turn one, play a rock on turn two, holding up mana. Turn three, do your thing.
3: Yeah.
0: Um, and then so we've done lands, dorks, rocks. Now we've got tutors, counter spells, and card advantage. You guys want to talk about those?
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like they're uh, I feel like self-explanatory for the most part, right? Like you have um, your tutor package typically consists of whatever top deck tutors are legal in your colors plus the good black tutors (laughs) and then if you're Uh, if you're a creature deck you just play the green creature tutors up to a point where you're no longer happy playing the next creature tutor (laughs) like it's just you just keep putting them in until you're not happy with the quality of the ones that you're putting
5: in anymore okay but i feel like i feel like unless you're talking about black tutors they're like i'm definitely not just jamming all of the top deck tutors i can in my colors
4: Yeah, I, I was about to to say something uh, Yeah, similar. I, sorry.
5: I, yeah. <laughs> How many in, It's in higher color decks. Like, certainly. I'm definitely not playing um, worldly tutor in all my green decks.
3: That's yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, uh, uh... Enlightened Tutor I is... think Enlightened Tutor is probably the worst of the yeah. bunch. Or like the least playable. Mystical one, Tutor is then... like
5: is a is a hard one to pass. I mean, I, um I, I you didn't know, you I
4: was... cut Mystical Tutor from uh Hermitred?
5: Yeah. I mean, I also cut Enlightened Tutor,
1: but Right, so, like, I mean... Like, but... rest- restricted <laughs> scope, though. So you've got
4: <laughs> two out of three of them. Like, I think that's, uh... Yeah, but
1: I'd i say that, like, the heritage decks that I play are sort of the antithesis of a lot of the staple talk, because, like, they just don't play good cards that you would expect them to play for various reasons. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, have, yeah.
5: like, very low activation conditions, you know? Like, you the yeah. handful of good creatures. early Tutor. <laughs>
2: Seems yeah, like you're to playing,
1: you're playing Darkside Thoracle and like one other
2: utility thing. Great, I'll put a whirly Tutor in the deck so I can find them when I need them. Like, yep, yep. Um, Tutors, counterspells, card advantage. Those yeah, I, mean, I think anymore. we hit
5: that counterspell threshold already with the with the misdirection <laughs>
0: discussion.
1: The discussion quota for uh, counter <laughs> Magic.
0: And then lastly, card advantage. <laughs> do we? do do we dare talk about <laughs> cantrips?
1: Oh God! Oh, no. <laughs> I, and
0: Under the category of card advantage, probably not.
1: I mean, we can we can split this up. Okay, let, let's let's talk about card advantage under the um, scope of two different subsections: being persistent card advantage and temporary card advantage. Um, and we'll talk about temporary card advantage. Non-concept of like ad nauseum and necropotence and peer into the abyss because those aren't card advantage; those are win cons. <laughs> um, don't at me. We're skipping those. Uh, so. But for stuff like one-time card advantage, I'd say, yeah, like, things like that you're not expecting to win the game from resolving, but, like, put you up in cards or put you up in selection, so things like cantrips, I don't know, like, what's...
0: Um, it pains me to even say, I'm not going to talk about cantrips, I'm not going to talk about card advantage. It's not <laughs> advantage. It's card selection. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> cards. Dude, Let's um, talk about card. Like much which selection. cards anyway. you have
4: is an advantage.
0: Anyway, pers- persistent
1: ones would be stuff like uh, <laughs> Mister Grimora, Sylvan Library, Mystic Study, um, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't like what are I, that's probably the, the there's probably like the drop off after those. I, yeah, I guess I guess percent all is up there now as there well. There you go, um, Zach, just um, as, for you. Like, the four big ones. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, um, which is sort of interesting as well because that that's another category that's been um. That started to be cut down in the same way that uh, 2CMC Rocks Bob. are. We used to see uh, um, Rob. Yeah. And um, even then, like, we're now seeing less Sylvan Library. Um, there's some decks that just, like, straight up apparently think that risk Study is too expensive. I personally disagree that's, with that in a lot of cases, but that's nuts. it's still, like, you know.
3: I mean, um, we didn't play fun. it clearly in play Cody, against a and I was, high I was on board <laughs> yeah. for that. But... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I yeah. Most most stuff is gonna want like whatever they can get out of that list, though. Um, People
0: just didn't see, just saw Cody list without Ristic study. Well, Ristic study's bad now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, you <know>, just dude, <laughs> the best deck doesn't play Ristic study. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh
2: no.
5: Silver uh, library is a surprising one. I do have to say. Yeah,
2: it's. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I we mean. Might- I sort of get it, but also Yeah. It's
1: it I think it makes sense that exactly the uh, exactly the turbo decks that need enough life total to cast an ad nauseum and still win the game because their curve is super high. But I think if your curve is low enough, you just like straight up shouldn't really care about the life loss that much, especially considering like you can usually put together a win from the rest of the stuff in your deck without an ad nauseum. Like you can
2: just do preach stuff or just do thorough stuff instead. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the take that gets me in trouble, but <laughs> Yeah. But you you thought um, you weren't already
4: in trouble.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just forgetting Esther for Sentinel? I don't know. Or yeah. what the misdirection take, just in general, in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's you expressed that. an um,
4: opinion on the internet. So <laughs> <laughs> it was nice so knowing maybe, you. Yeah,
1: take him down. That's it. Um and then yeah, I don't okay. Let, let's have the cantrip conversation.
0: Boo! They suck.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so, so yeah. certainly
1: the top one that like you're almost always going to see in lists is brainstorm. Still, um, I think for the most part, Brainstorm's just flexible enough that okay, like, th- pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. There's three different groups of the cantrips. game. Okay? it's there's brainstorm,
1: one that's in its own. ponder, there's, and then preordain plus everything else.
0: It's it's <laughs> brainstorm, ponder. <laughs> Preordain and then Gitaxian Probe Probe's in its own category. Uh because Gataxi Probe can trips, but it offers b- no selection. It's it it's literally only offers information. Um so it's it's kind of like a, in its own category, but it is grouped in can't trips. Yeah, honestly, then I
5: feel like I rank probe higher on like the staple list
4: for some reason. Anyway, I rank
0: it higher than all of those. Yeah. Yeah. Not um, costing mana
4: is also pretty Pretty big upside. It's exactly. Like, so, like so the, 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 the thing with with a, yeah. with
0: the cantrips is for this selection, you are sacrificing mana, which is you know that's the trade. uh You're not sacrificing cards because they replace themselves, but um, in order to get this selection and dig through, you are paying mana. Um, and and the way the, for the amount of selection they offer, I believe cantrips are generally not.
2: Um, worth it looking at the top three for one mana um i i i generally evaluate
0: to not to not be uh efficient enough i don't think i mean you're comparing it to like you know you're comparing it to tutors for instance right like your tutors are looking through your entire deck for a specific card um i mean the monk tutor goes right to hand um but with your top deck tutors you're trading the card advantage for that level of selection right like how deep like, a good thing
2: to look at is, like, how deep would Index have to be um, where you'd run that over, like, a cantrip? Which is, like, pure selection. You know? What like is Index? It like is it you look at the top five. Yeah. 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 But you don't get to bottom any of them. It's just
1: reorder top five.
2: Which brings me, actually, to Ponder, okay? It's pretty close. So, and,
0: and Brainstorm. Ponder and Brainstorm are actually only... I think are only uh, good if they're um, if you're fetching after them afterwards. Like that's, that's the only reason they're providing the case for Ponder. It's not it's not it's not a completely true, but so, sorry,
1: Reed. That's not that's not necessarily the case for Ponder. Ponder so a lot of the, time the thing is Ponder is Ponder's not actually
0: providing you selection if you are forced to use the built in Ponder shuffle. Because imagine that there's that, a card... No, that that's by in definition top is selection. Imagine there's cards in the top three that you're... Let's say you're looking for uh, a land or something, okay? Uh, and in their top three, you've got a land, and then the next two cards are like
2: complete bricks, right? Do you put the land on top and keep that, or do you shuffle? I mean, so,
0: yes... If the answer is, sh- if the answer is yes, shuffle because the other two are bricks, it's, I'm sorry, I'm it's saying, basically I'm saying, doing nothing.
1: I'm saying... I'm not saying shuffle is irrelevant to the card evaluation of Ponder as a, <laughs> like, card selection engine. I'm saying it's nowhere near as integral to the effect of Ponder as it is to Brainstorm.
0: Oh, I, th- I, think, I think it's quite, it's not, it's not as integral, but I think it's quite integral. Like, I do, I do not like Ponder without shuffling, because you're not, you're, you're, it, it, it just becomes... But the um, fact that it
1: has a built-in shuffle means that it's, like, leagues better without an additional shuffle
0: it means that if the top three, the only good case for the shuffle is when the top three are, you don't want any of the top three. Right. That's, that's the built in, that's the built in shuffle. I mean, you
1: know, not compared work. to brainstorm because like the yeah, other, good, you can't do the other good case is like, I need one of the top three cards, not that much. And the other two are like fine, but like sort of bricky, like brainstorm without the shuffle is okay. I have just like three dead draws basically. Great. Yeah ponder is okay like i'm going to throw away the thing that i sort of need but at least i can shuffle and try to find like a better sequence of cards without the additional shuffle
5: yeah i feel like the top anyway. 3 being duds is pretty much you know within variance except for the most redundant decks i guess a reasonable well
0: issue. i think i think the, the more common i think the it's not going to be that common that you're going to see all 3 duds and you get your the, the true shuffle value but um I so this is what I generally think is the most generically playable one is preordained because it requires no shuffle to get the
2: actual selection.
4: I mean, I
0: you're, think you're, that's you're also... getting
4: your scries and your draw. I think that's also, like, you're evaluating cards uh, kind of outside of the context of a game where, uh, for example, like, if you ponder and you see uh, two duds and a force of will like that's not that's not just oh there you know there's three cards like maybe you need this counterspell right now and then you know you ha- you actually have some way but to the, like the,
2: the, the so so
0: it, it will to me what you're what you're doing is you need to have like when you're putting in a tutor or a um like a cantrip or something right you're, you're doing it to increase the consistency of getting your other cards
2: right um of having you know hitting your land drops or, or doing something like that uh and like a tutor so so
0: like when you when you're putting in a card to a deck um you know and, and a good example of this one could be grist in get rog, right grist and get Rog. we put in grist and it gives us you know the by putting in one card we, we got like five copies of removal right? Because now all of our tutors can also tutor forward. so the uh, the way that you kind of count cards, uh, and that, that's kind of what what uh, cantrips tutors kind of try and do is they uh, fix your ratios and and and
2: smooth out um, hands. But if you if you just have like decent ratios of um you
0: know of lands and and spells and stuff like you're talking about force of will. Um, you know, what if we were looking at the case where it was forceful? What if we just had the another counterspell in hand instead, right? Then we're up on um, our mana efficiency because we didn't have to spend one mana to replace a dead card in our hand with something useful, um, without actually you know affecting the rest of the we did, we didn't remove any bad cards from our our future draws, right? All we did is advance trade one mana because for a dead card in hand for the force of will, um, but if that was already counter spell we'd be up on that. Um, if we have enough lands, like I, I find ponder for lands, um, like very rarely comes up. If your deck, like I, I generally find that if your deck is relying on cantrips to hit your land drops, um, probably you're probably not running enough mana.
4: I mean, um, yeah, I, I'd certainly agree that like the way the cantrips, the the way the cantrips are touted in a format like Legacy. Where they Way different. They, where they're just like they smooth out and make your deck like way more consistent is is certainly like that's not how they work in CDH because you mm-hmm. just you don't have the consistency for the cantrips to increase your consistency. Right? Like like it's not like, oh I'm trying to find, you know, this car I'm trying to find one of two cards, each of which is a four of in my in my deck. So, you know, whatever it is, like, what's what's the math on that? That's, like, almost 15% of your deck is, like, the cards you're looking for. Um, and so if you play two or three cantrips and you, see, and you see, like, six or seven cards, then, like, you're very, very likely to find it. But, like, that isn't how it works in CDH. So, I definitely agree with you
2: that, like, you have to think about them very differently. yeah um and like yeah i i think the brainstorm and ponder
0: are like if someone so i'm i'm generally opposed to running cantrips um i mean get probe is more excusable but just the brainstorm and ponder i just i don't like the mana trade um but i if people decide they want to run cantrips i'm generally fine if they want to run preordain um but I, I when I, I do see decks uh, that run Brainstorm and Ponder that I think are just not running enough shuffles to really pull it off, and I think you see it a lot in mono blue. Uh I just, you know, they'll, they'll, people will have like uh, 10 shuffle effects in their deck and be like, yep, good enough for my Ponder uh, Brainstorm to be good. And I just, I, I, I don't think that it... Uh, even when, like when they're shuffling, if Brainstorm had the shuffle effect every time, it being an instant, um, I think, I think that's, you know, reasonable for, uh, what, what it provides, but, you know, sorcery speed ponder, even, even if I had the guaranteed shuffle every time, I'm not sure I'd be, um,
2: satisfied with, uh, that card in my deck. I
3: think if you, you know, like, had consistent... like
2: Look at, you know, look at how much one mana matters when, uh,
0: looking at, like, CDH card evaluation. Like, compared Demonic Tutor, which as we pointed out was you can look at it like a cantrip it's infinite select or it's selecting through your entire deck right look at the top you know 90 cards of your library pick one put them into your hand and shuffle uh so demonic tutor and then grim tutor right grim tutor sees like almost no play uh which is one mana more than demonic tutor for you know to be able to select through your entire deck and then you compare that to uh ponder and it just it seems crazy to me that ponder would see you know more play than something like grim tutor for what it provides
4: like despite costing an extra generic and an extra colored pip that's a that's a no i just
0: mean that the difference between what you know it's the one mana difference between uh grim tutor and demonic tutor or right? like i mean obviously we we kind of you know i understand it. most people understand that uh one mana in terms of cost for an effect can can bring it from, you know, one of the best cards in the format to a lot, lot worse. And I mean, I'm not saying Grim Tutor should be in every deck. I think. Um, but uh, just the fact that that one mana difference, you know, people aren't willing to pay that for something like a Grim Tutor for card selection, but they're willing to pay that one mana for the card selection on something like a uh,
2: a Ponder or pre Not comparing, I wasn't directly comparing the Ponder cost difference to but you know, to like the abstract what you're paying for card selection okay here's a here's a data back potentially data back uh example of staple
5: okay hall breacher printed i mean i know some people cut staples but i saw or, or cut card advantage like name ponder. but i know that a lot of people kept it in
0: <laughs> that's that's true yeah I, for a long time i was and also with uh with fetches people will run in mono blue they'll run or they were running a lot of uh, prismatic vista uh which is something i was saying like because the, they're, they're running it because it's like oh it's another shuffle effect for my ponder or brainstorm uh and it's free And i'm like it's not free it's very much <laughs> not free people run root maze people run uh uh blood moon magus of the moon um i mean back to basics no but I- uh,
1: god i remember uh, even
0: whole, uh, op agent mind sensor it's like it's not like twenty
1: like sixteen or something yeah like even like 2016 i remember there was that that was still an ongoing discussion in bro storm because bro storm played a bunch of basics and it was like and sometimes we play fetches and sometimes we don't because again people at that time were already playing yeah like sometimes you run into root maze sometimes you
4: run into blood moon you need to adjust this stuff so yeah i mean i guess versus. Sometimes you have a Sylvan library is like the the question in brostorm. Yeah. In Bro Storm.
0: yeah. Um, people, when people say deck you, thinning a or you I need to
4: use like. or you
1: need
2: to use like noxious rival or Ewit to make a land drop or whatever. Like,
3: yeah. No,
0: it's it's contentious. I I think um you know I wanted to do a similar analysis for ponder and pierdane and. Kind of like the card selection that I was doing for Arcane Anile, but I think that's a lot more complicated, Uh, harder to kind of improve. So we'll see if that ever happens. Just want to say one thing about
5: card advantage. Um, Back to your example of like ten shuffle effects. Um, I think that's actually reasonable if you have very consistent source of card advantage, like Timna. Like I think I would play Brainstorm. I mean, honestly, Timna decks typically play
2: more than ten shuffle effects. But if you're drawing
0: through the the brainstorm draws. Then what did brainstorm do? For
5: yeah, but the, isn't that kind of counter to the the legacy argument where you have the consistency? But it, it's like extra consistency.
2: It's like
0: after you've seen them with brainstorm and put them back, they're like tainted, you know. And if you have to draw through them, it's like, would you rather draw like a fresh card that you that's been after a brainstorm shuffle or the card you, you put back off of brainstorm, right? Because if you're just drawing back a, you know, let's say you're flooded. And you brainstorm, you put back a bunch of lands, and but you have card advantage that lets you draw through, you know, draw draw two cards to clear the brainstorm. Like you just draw two lands, you're just drawing two dead cards. Like you just blanked your own draws.
4: Well, a- except for the fact that Not you got like you saw the cards that you like the real cards that were useful earlier and potentially got to like play them. Right? Like like I think that's I think that's one of the like I think it applies less to uh like Pyridane and ponder and more to brainstorm where like the 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 very high the, the very swingy nature of CDH and the you know the just huge amount of stuff
2: that changes really fast um means means that like you're seeing seeing
4: cards a turn sooner like matters a lot more than it does in in a format like legacy where like you're just looking to eventually trade out one for one uh, no, i mean that, that's
0: certainly not an advantage of brainstorm that i'm trying to deny uh like the way i would I, the way what i'm I'm kind of more pushing back against is that is viewing that you're because you're able to clear the top of your library that that's not an actual downside like because the way it'd be like pact of negation right pact of negation you know you get to there's obviously benefits to being able to counter stuff at instant speed for free but the the drawback is that you have to pay the five in your uh up. it's like the brain i'm doing the brainstorm it's like the benefit is you know you can see the top three immediately and utilize them um but the drawback is that you've got two cards that you are just dead on top of your library and what i'm saying is that um if we want to say that you know you could stifle your pact trigger and then that's mitigated um you know, shuffling your library mitigates that drawback, um, but drawing through them is not really mitigating that
2: drawback because you would have had two actually, you know, potentially useful cards instead of two dead cards. That's really all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Like, that- it is a cost that you have to, if you have two Timna
0: draws, that you're drawing the two cards you saw off of Brainstorm uh, instead of two fresh ones. Like, that's not,
4: you are pink. For sure, for sure. Um but you like the I guess what I'm trying to say is that like the that benefit is worth it is what you're saying.
2: Well, but also just like that the the
4: way CH plays out that may not be like it, it's I I think I'm phrasing it somewhat poorly, but but essentially that cost is can also be mitigated by the timing like having the cards you need when you need them is something that like actually mitigates the cost right like if you're
0: well i think it's to me it's it's the same as pact of negation it's like well if you if you couldn't have like if you had to pact the fact that it's zero cost mitigates the fact that you have to pay five in your upkeep and it's poor on average yeah there's certainly times when it will mitigate the cost i don't think it's mitigating the cost every time like i don't think like it really needs to find something super time
2: uh otherwise the drawback is quite rough for what you pay for. i mean i i guess i wouldn't say every time but i like i
4: i, I don't think, think most of the time well no i was i was more thinking about pact like people play pact in cdh in a way that they generally don't in a format like legacy and I think it's for similar reasons that sure that like a Brainstorm with No Shuffle might be better in CDH than it is in Legacy, because I guess what I would what
0: say. What do you mean people play it in CDH for different reasons than Legacy?
4: No, no, I, I'm not saying they play it for different reasons, I'm saying they play it. Like, it's a card that goes in a lot of CDH decks and not a lot of Legacy decks.
2: Oh, sure, I th- I think it's, yeah, no, sure, sure, sure. That's
0: yeah. very true. Oh, uh, that said, I I did recently was doing brewing with a Lexi deck where it was packed was the had to be packed.
5: I think pack. this all loosely ties into archetype staples, right?
0: <laughs>
5: well, so Pretty now that weird. we've established what a staple <laughs> is, we can do this
0: with the only potatoes of the show. Um, but yeah, I mean, we could do a whole fucking episode on cantrips, man. or me versus everyone else. <laughs> versus I, least, I feel no. like I'm I'm always the the hater on you know, and then you guys are the uh, the voices of all who follow. No, the <laughs> The straight men. Yeah.
5: yeah. <laughs> the arcane denial debacle.
0: One of you has to come to my side for that episode, but yeah.
5: Um, the arcane so- deniers. <laughs>
1: Or is that someone yeah, that plays arcade <laughs> if you're denial? An arcade denier, are you yeah. are you supporting
0: Arcade Denial or are you denying it? <laughs> yeah, so I think that, that about does it for our main topic, um, which means it's time for everyone's favorite segment. Gut
2: check! Gut check. Gut check. Gut check. 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 Woo. <laughs> okay. Uh this week's gut check is the best full art, or what is the best uh cycle of
0: full art basic lands? Oh my god! <laughs> oh, this is de- this is definitely inspired by the fact that um,
1: what if you do you know, I mean, they just released, they
0: just got Neon Dynasty with these like very beautiful um, Ukyo-A, Ukyo-A, I don't know how it's pronounced. Uh, kind of uh, you know basic lands and then also they just released our uh, spoilers for Nuka Pena or Nuka Pena, I don't know. Um and it's uh they, they've got some some cool uh art deco full arts. It's like damn they're going hard on the full art basics recently so very Yeah
2: I have my choice I just I need to get the name. I don't know what they're called Let's
3: see
0: Nope. I've got like two answers, sort of. I'll give like what my
2: my kind of my true answer, what I feel, and then I'll give like a secondary one. I do have to say though, I'm I'm I definitely not looking for full art lands when I'm tipping a deck out. <laughs>
0: like... <laughs> <laughs> I have well, to pick. I'm well, supposed to the say gotcha, what is your but... favorite basic lands? You know, I feel like that's that's. That's a whole too too thing. big the scope tube too, too yeah. is too big for uh a gut check. My forests
5: need to have like the thickest trunks.
0: I don't know. Something about it. Uh okay, Reed, Morgan, you got yours? Uh not yet. I'm still thinking.
3: Uh.
2: <laughs> Matt, I'll I'll never forget
4: you d- describing your I forget what deck you were building, but you were like, I just want some big cock trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was <laughs> It was it was Stompy Storm. Was it? I feel like yeah. it was before you built Goreclaw.
5: No, uh, I remember it was, I, it was Gorklaw. It was definitely Goreclaw, yeah.
2: I don't uh I don't think I've built very many mono green decks. Seriously at least. Uh yeah, I guess I got one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, but it's a full cycle? Uh you can this... it can
0: have the it can be the cycle that has your favorite one in it yeah
2: yeah that's fine oh we'll just run it feel like uh morgan you got yours yep okay so
0: i'll lead with my kind of like boring answer which i'll potentially change up if you know or and i'll give my secondary answer after
2: everyone first and mine is just the neon dynasty lands i think they're very very cool um they are cool that's mine so basic it is kind of
5: basic. so basic <laughs> <laughs> so so full of base uh yeah pixel yours, snowlands
2: man? snow
0: the, the full Art snows the I pixel hated
5: the, those. The, the the pixel snow snowlands oh
0: the pixel ones oh those are good yeah those are like good the the vintage uh icons top right is I thought you were going with like the Modern Horizons full art snow. Like no, I hated no, no. those, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like they had uh, when I heard they were getting full art snow basics, I was gonna lose my shit. I was like, "Yo, this is gonna be awesome!" Uh, and then yeah. Yeah, they weren't. Yeah, they like, all the look next, the same.
5: The next <laughs> deck where I have you know limited amount of basics, I'll definitely grab a set of these.
2: Hey Reed, what about you?
5: Uh, so I think
2: best art on a full
1: art land is probably the Cup Island from Zendikar.
0: You you um, called me basic? Are you kidding me? Hey man, that's actually... <laughs> but... That is the staple Are you kidding me, man? <laughs> on I will the, On the island I will staple say, list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I list. I will say, though, that probably my favorite cycle overall... I, I was saying that just in terms of art, but in just overall cycle, it's gotta be unhinged. Just like the... Super stripped-down border. There's unhinged ones <laughs> <They're> the, like, <laughs> There's the, so many unhinged Just, um, ones like, either. the square, the square, uh, this, full yeah. art. Um, okay. They like, this, the, of... the, yeah, um, just- They are the, iconic. They've been reprinted a bunch. Of, like, they, they redid them for Double Masters, but Double Masters have, like, the full, full border, okay. where, yeah, like, yeah, unhinged yeah. has, like, a very awesome, like, just clean square border. So, now that you yeah.
0: mentioned that, I will say, my- this is my secondary pick was actually Double Masters, specifically. Um, because the Double Masters was, it's it's my pick for the the cheapest, most cost-effective way to, like, have a blinged-out mana base. Right. right. Um, Because it used to be Zendikar lands as, a, as the cheapest full-art basics. And I mean, I think they still are the cheapest, or, like, the BFC yeah, ones. Yeah, they're, but like, they're the cheapest, 25 but cents. It's just not them. nearly as pimp to have BFC lands as it worth worth is to worth have, worth. have, like, Double Masters, Unhinged lands, like those ones, they look really nice. Dude, I
5: feel like reprinted land art is just disqualifies automatically.
2: It's also
1: if you actually look at the arts between the or the differences between the um, the original unhinged art and the uh, double masters art, it's actually like super washed out in the double masters art.
2: Um, oh really? I thought they were uh, quite vibrant. Intentionally. If you if you compare it to unhinged, unhinged is uh. Uh, like just more saturated you gotta save on those pennies yeah right <laughs> uh morgan what about you uh i'm gonna go with
4: the Cat ones i'm I'm a sucker for a good sunset
0: <laughs> those weren't the ones it was it was uh hour that had the bolus horns right
4: they both they had both the bolus horns they, they were yeah. like more prominent in the hour ones okay
0: cause i i hated the bolus the bolus lands I
2: thought they looked so ugly. Fight, <laughs> fight, fight, fight.
0: <laughs> right, let, let me let me see. Let me
2: see. I'm looking up Amalquet Full Art Lands. Full art basic. Let's see. Oh there's some they're they're they they they're, they're, they're alright. They're all right. But these to me, these are like these are BFZ tier.
0: You know? They're like you could I remember looking at the uh, the planes. The full art planes because it was the cheapest foil full art planes for a popper deck I wanted to
2: foil out. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I mean there it, it, it's not bad. I think I
5: could probably uh, name my favorite basic planet art of all time too, but
0: number two four seven
4: island. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an island. Oh really? What is it? It's not Penn Island. <laughs> it's not <an> island. <laughs> <laughs>
5: It's a swamp, but I'll keep it. Uh, I'll keep it secret. It's a the On the next that episode of yeah. Dragon
0: Ball Z, Matt reveals <laughs> his favorite base clan. He keeps okay. giving hints. Um, so that brings us to listener questions. Uh, what is the best standalone color in CH? Taking into account commander strength and diversity, strength, strength and diversity, and strength of the ninety nine. What is this? What is Oh strategy strength, sorry. Strategy strength. <laughs> strength yeah. and diversity, strategy <laughs> strength and diversity, and the strength of the 99. There's too many strengths. Yeah. It was me I percent the fact <laughs> that it's And uh this color. comes to us from uh uh Cappy Taliste. Thank you for writing in. Uh so yeah, what is the best standalone color in CDH?
1: So in terms of strength, it just has to be blue, right? Because Urza's just
5: like, it's the best monocolor it's yeah, so it's so whoa, whoa, whoa. it's so
1: focused and so busted
5: what does standalone mean though doesn't standalone mean like without the commander
1: no no no. It, no it's taking into account commander strategy and like actual just strength of 99 so standalone the, the,
0: means it's not not when paired with something
1: yeah so so the, but the thing with blue is that urza's absolutely busted the 99 is far more focused than any monocolor deck has any right to be but it also has like
2: zero diversity. Every single mono blue deck looks the exact same, except for Orvar. No, they're all shades of the same.
0: <laughs> they're they run. It's it's the Orvar slots. They all have their their deck, you know, dependent or commander dependent synergy slots. But there, it, it is the same thing. It's all the it's like ramp, counterspells, card advantage combo. You know and and they're all mm. very similar pack.
1: So I guess I okay, so if blue if blue is like the absolute best in terms of strength, what's the absolute best in terms of diversity? Is it just red? Just cuz uh, yeah, red's can, card quality is so low that it needs to play commander specific The thing stuff. is it
0: depends on you need to be very generous with where you put the uh threshold for cdh viability. <laughs> that,
1: that's but true cuz you that, you can start going down to like Zata very quickly but, and just Well, I mean yeah. Zata I mean
0: Zata is Good as far as mono red commanders go. <laughs> um, so for, for reference, yep. you know, uh, on the red love, you know, red, you know, the mono red CDH Discord, uh, we've got Godo, mono red partners, Bergy, Doretti, uh, Dalina, I don't even know what that is, uh, Vitaly, Felden, Grenzo, Hidatsugu, Ilharg, Kikijiki, uh, Krenko, Magda, Morag, Muxus, Neheb. Norin, Perforos, uh, Rionia, Slobad, Squee, Circara, Torbrin, Varchild, Zada, <laughs> okay, okay, okay Yeah,
3: yeah. That, I, all I, of I just, those
0: have dedicated channels.
4: Yeah, I definitely wouldn't say that Red is the best in terms of commander strength and diversity. <laughs> like. I think if you if you're <laughs> yeah. if you're optimizing on both of those factors, it, it's definitely. Yeah, you no, know, so not. what I'm
1: saying what I'm what I'm saying is we we locked in optimizing for strength only, which is just like it just has to be Urza and Mono Blue in general. If we optimize for diversity only, what is it? I think it like I was saying like Probably I think it might red, be red. But I think but I
0: think I think, I think it think might blue actually has the best depth. I think like, like in terms of how how big how much area is under yeah, not, the, the curve, not you different, know, it's like blue.
4: Is the thing. They're not like fundamentally different. Where like a lot of the red decks are pretty fun. I think different. I think it yeah. might actually be black for diversity because the like the toolset that black has. While like if you're only optimizing for strength, all the black decks are just like super aggressive all in combo. Like black has a bunch of you know like like bad things that you can do that are like stacky or like you know I'm thinking of like turgrid or um or like tiny right. bones or or things like that where like you you have these you know extremely varied strategies and not only that but you also like black gives you the access to whatever card you need to like make whatever strategy you're playing <laughs> actually right be executed actually be consistent yeah i don't know
5: doesn't that kind of go against diversity like
4: no, no, but, but like, I, I'm saying across Diversity however extra, many mono-black decks, like, Demonic Tutor can find however many different cards you want that, like, so, so, Blue yes. it the same thing,
0: though, now, realistically. Like, most of the combos, it, it like, it finds artifacts, and it can find wizards, <laughs> it finds Mystic Sanctuary, and it can find spells. Yeah, like, it, Blue it, also good, finds though. everything. Generally. Yeah, but
1: what Morgan's getting at is, like, as you said, like you find Mystic Sanctuary to find your stuff, but like the stuff that you're doing at the end of the tutor chain is the same for all the blue decks. Whereas for black, like the end state of the chain is different for pretty much every deck. But you just have the tutors. Are to they not get mostly that, all they...
0: Nas decks Well, that's what that's what. Re- we're just, a, walking. We're, we're, just, we're just walking. This, no. this is
3: this is the exact really shade of this is the exact shade <laughs> of thought that we just walked through. Okay. okay, red has
5: does not have the Tutor density <laughs> no, said and has at least the win con diversity that black has. Like red's I think <laughs> yeah way no, above yeah. black. So, so okay. like
4: what I'm saying what I'm saying is that like black uh, again if you're allowing some some not great decks like a bunch bunch of the ones we (laughs) we talked about in the context of mono red i think that black actually runs uh a very wide range of uh of of options in terms of how many like what different strategies uh it can it can let you play from like yes i don't i don't think that the the like hard stacks resource denial type black decks are actually good, but I think they're at least as good as freaking Zerillion of the Claw and like How dare you. <laughs> How the fuck dare you <laughs> And like between between the various uh mono black decks there is actually um th- like there is actually a-, a decent deal of strategy diversity. Where, like, almost all of the mono blue decks are playing a bunch of counter spells and card advantage, and then, like, you know, whatever wink on your commander, <laughs> scepter <enables. returns.
2: laughs> and, like, a uh,
3: yeah,
2: I guess that's, that's so what I'd say about the, that. The, f- the final question there, then, is if, if you
1: are optimizing for both, what, what's the best, like, cross between them? Uh, I I think I think Black loses out on power too much.
4: Yeah, the black black's black's yeah. actually good card pool is, is a little bit shallow. Um
1: Yeah. Sort of and, and like it's it's it doesn't have like a commander on the same level as a lot of the other um thing is Urza Urza's monocolors. the
0: best of all monoclonal commanders, but then also when you just start looking at like the like depth, like is how does the seventh best mono blue commander compare to, you know, every other green well, red, whatever? I, I think blue blue is the is, is the deepest for sure.
4: Yeah. I uh, I think I think um there's also like not that it's as, as good, because it's definitely not, but uh we we haven't really mentioned green and there's definitely like green has Green has a very large set of cards that work together in like a commander agnostic way. I think, arguably, yeah, that's sort of like arguably like you could make the case that if you had to play a deck without a commander, you'd actually rather like, you play have a Monarch
1: Piper as your commander. Yeah,
4: yeah it's still go blue, I think. I mean, I no, I I think green. I think green. I think just better. I think
0: the the turn spells, the turn spell combos. Just better than the no cause,
1: no because uh, green no no but the fact that like green gives you so many tutors for the thing that it wants to be doing, and then you, you also I mean, just like you have, have a lot relatively for good what you want card be doing. quality. So Not to the same degree in blue. No, uh,
0: I think you actually. So because you get five tutors at base for the um, for the land for sanctuary, you get you can run tons of redundant copies of turn spells. And then you also have uh, access to wizard cycling for. You could run up to Floodbringer, Oboro, which are wizard cyclable, um, trade routes, and. Uh, God, the, the stupid rogue one. Whatever. There's more bounce creatures. I mean, you can, you can go beyond that. But uh, there, there's a lot of redundancy, and they're all pretty findable. I think you actually do edge out green. No way. <laughs>
2: No. Green, first off, green <laughs> does everything, and then all
5: of its tutors yeah. are, are, like, gr- green creatures alone can do everything. And then all of your tutors are for, and green are for creatures. It's, you're pre- you're almost, like,
3: yeah,
0: th- it's, it's hard the, to say the, you're the, better than black. But where do you, like, so where do you, where, how, you how many, how many? creature tutors do you go west of your death well, it, no
1: it, it's not even that's not even the point necessarily that matt's making it's the fact that like in blue you have all these individual tutors for all these individual effects that you need to link together to do the thing green
5: all of your tutors are for all of your things <laughs> yeah you could start in the middle start at the
2: end yeah <laughs> but so really, but yeah, like, if
0: you if you if you need to run i don't know what would be the combo you'd go for probably some Shaya combo right so yeah, it's, it's just, really like, whatever
1: green-based like, dork thing that you're doing. <laughs> like, some Teamer Sabertooth. What are you doing? Like... What are you doing? Yeah, it's probably a Shia, but there's also, like, Teamer Sabertooth stuff and just, like, random Crayon Ranger yeah, Firewood probably... things or just, like, ETB draw spells or whatever. I'd probably start or... with Teamer Sabertooth. Yeah. I'd probably anyway. probably
0: Sabertooth sure.
1: over a Shia? Anyway, let's, let's, let's go through right? and cap this one off. It's getting long...
3: Yeah, Lyndon, yeah.
1: you said blue. Matt, you say green. I'll stick with green, yeah. I, I'd probably stick with green. I know we didn't give much love to white this episode. Sorry, Charles. Sorry, Michael. <laughs> Morgan.
4: Uh, I think overall, like, because of Commander Strength, I, I am still going with blue.
5: Alright. Got a good split there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard to argue be- the Commander Strength.
0: Um. Yeah. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode. If you guys like to reach out to us with any questions, comments, or concerns, you can contact us on Twitter at IntoNorthPod, via our email IntoNorthPodcast at gmail.com or on our Discord server, the invite link for which can be found in the description for this episode. Extra thanks to all of our patrons who help cover the expenses for our show and allow us to work towards improving the quality of the podcast. If you too would like to become a patron, you're at patreon.com slash and the way you can support us is via our TCG Player affiliate link. So anytime you want to purchase something from TCG Player, use our affiliate link, which is in the podcast slash YouTube description. A portion of your purchase goes towards supporting the podcast. Thank you, as always, to the band Box Cadre for our lovely podcast music. To Nate Slover for our equally lovely podcast logo, and to our video editor, Manta Ray Max. The next episode will be out in two weeks. Until then...